his car specifically, the motor's twenty five thousand dollars, but you could buy the car for twenty five thousand. <laughs> so it's like you right away, buy you, if your motor one. blows up. It's like your car is immediately worthless. Oh yeah. my gosh! So then, if you're starting with a car that has a perceived value of nothing, yep. It's the easy thing to put an mm-hmm. LS in. Yeah. I would say there's a tremendous amount of 996s out there with LSs in them. Welcome to another episode of Modify with Trick Factory Customs. If this is your first time watching, my name is Elvis. Tim. I'm Rob. Awesome. And on this podcast, we talk about cars. Uh, we're a custom fabrication shop based here in British Columbia, Canada. And uh, on today's podcast, we are going to be discussing. We've, we've already talked about... Uh, why LS swaps are the best for engine swaps, but we never actually talked about should you engine swap your car? Mm. Because there's a point in every car enthusiast's life where that thought crosses your mind of, hmm, maybe it's time for change. Maybe I should engine swap my car. Uh, It could be after your other engine is blown up or sometimes it could be from maybe the car is too slow or there could be a billion, re- not a billion reasons, but. I think no matter how fast your car is, it's too slow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just gonna get used to it. Like, I need yeah. some more. That is very true. You always get used to power. And so we're just gonna dive into, should you engine swap your car? Uh, should you maybe even go ahead to just upgrade what you already have uh, by maybe getting just bolt-on exhaust, I don't know, uh, headers, all of that stuff. I feel like, I've been faced with that question multiple times. Um, and even in some of my builds that I have right now, <laughs> the question Not keeps coming too. up. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no, Elvis, Elvis is actually legitimately doing builds though. We've already established that. Yeah. You've met oh all the criteria. Gosh. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, you're, thank you're you, good. thank you're you. Good. I've graduated to build school. Now. Yeah. <laughs> If you want to know what we're talking about, check out our Instagram posts because uh, the comments are in the thousands now on our one of our last posts on what is a build. Um, is it still active? I'm just curious. Yeah, no, oh, it's yeah, still it's still going. going. <laughs> it's still actually, going. Yeah. and things got some long teeth on it, doesn't it? Yeah. It has some of them are actually good. Like even yeah. the negative ones, like if they put effort into them, some yeah. of them are pretty funny. Pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. And then like, someone just called, t- what was the most recent uh, one? A pretty car Karen. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they <laughs> what? called <him. laughs> Uh, no, I so, love I love how polarizing it is though. It's and no, another awesome. one of my top. We'll say top. F- I, I can't list five, but I'll say top three was this guy's just talking because he has lips. I was like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna use that one on somebody before yeah. the end of the week. <laughs> Actually, hilarious. I literally almost just spit out my, oh my teeth. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, they're so good ones. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. So uh, with that said, we're just going to, before we jump right into the topic of conversation, how has the week been for you guys? Yeah, it's been a good week. It's been an emotional roller coaster for me. <laughs> 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 no, it's actually been really good. We got a new guy on the team, so he's been doing all kinds of wild things. And yeah, we've been getting all kinds of stuff done. Yeah, he's been knocking out stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, quick I, I don't know maybe to me looking at it i'm like he's pretty quick yeah, with- he's been doing a bunch of stuff that's kind of been lingering that we needed to get done so i think i kind of commented to him if he's felt like he's being hazed or not <laughs> he's kind of just got all this 
stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you got to do dirt before you get to the fun stuff. So. Very true. Well, and the, the dirt is actually a big part of customizing. It's almost building all cars dirt. Anyways. That's what people don't understand. It's eighty yeah. percent dirt. Yeah. No, it's really nice. He's obviously filling an, an a need that we had. So yeah. So it's been it's good, good and he's a good dude. So he's, yeah. pretty mm-hmm. stoked about it. So summer is here. It's not actually. I should probably take off this jacket. It's nice ish. It is nice ish. It's finally starting to. Not rain and you get some sunshine here in the lower mainland. about to get nice. wild for yeah. us. So I don't think you've been season. here for a summer, have you? I have last summer. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it gets crazy in summer times. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this summer is going to be even crazier because we get to get out and do stuff again. So should be fun. Yep. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to this this season. I think we all are. It's uh, it's kind of just been a long build and man, it's going to be nice to get out of the shop. Last year, but. Yeah, I think this year things are finally like started back up more shows more more things happening things, we're yeah, getting really excited done. about parts Steve. are coming so things have definitely got a lot yeah. better yeah so. yeah what about you rob what's been going on we got into starting one of our big 190 builds so we got a, i got my hands on that a little tiny bit uh we had a 240 sx in the shop it's had its motor out stripped and it's off for build and that thing is kind of i got my hands on that a little bit yeah, but mostly I would say Skylark always. It's a big build, so I'm going to be on it for a long, long time. It's going to mm-hmm. be kind of like a broken record. I'm going to say Skylark every week. I know. <laughs> but uh, I've been doing a, I've been doing a lot of the exhaust stuff on that. It's it's a pretty pretty important part of it. And since since I got to put one foot in front of the other, it's do the exhaust before I mount all the sheet metal of the floor pan that I made into the car. So I'm pretty pumped about that. It's it fires me up. Awesome. So, so let's do it. With that said, we're going to dive right in. Um, so should you engine swap your car? And uh, my my uh, thoughts for this were, again, just to reiterate, um, there, there always comes a time when every car enthusiast, I feel like, asks the question of, hmm, my project car, for some reason, is not giving me the satisfaction that I was looking for. Uh, life feels blue and yeah. i feel like this is a, that's for a different podcast <laughs> for counseling <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh you come to ask the question of should you engine swap engine swap your car because as much as people throw out that word it's not easy it's not, not easy, easy. Yeah. no so what what are your thoughts on that i think we have to set like uh like a bar of what's reasonable because mm-hmm. so before we get into all this and start talking horsepower and all this kind of stuff yes you can get a thousand horsepower to a honda civic yes you can get it out of pretty much every platform but the reliability of that so when we discuss this i think we're going to be discussing what's most cost effective what's most horsepower yep. and reliability yes so don't come trying to beat the <laughs> out of me on the internet telling me you know somebody that made 1200 horsepower with a civic because yes it is possible but are you going to be driving around daily traffic so i say for something that you're actually going to get out and drive on the weekends have a good time with and daily once in a while that's where i think this conversation would be okay because we could all go buy 3,000 horsepower Lambos, but we're not sitting in day-to-day traffic. Could, I, could, I couldn't buy a 3,000 okay. horsepower <laughs> You know what I'm saying, man. I couldn't even yeah. buy a 600 right horsepower Lambo. Speaking, yeah. <laughs> you Would you? Probably, now yes. Now yes, for a day or two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know they're going to be like, come on, man. And here comes you with the rest it. of the elitist <laughs> rich 
asshole comment. <laughs> <laughs> no. But they all still claim to be able to wax me in their Civic, so I say bring it. Let's do it. So, engine swap talk. Let's do it. Yep. Yeah. I, I say go for it. You say, okay. Yeah, why not? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> so, I mean, there's so many levels to engine swap. So, you could have, say, a 3 Series BMW that came with six different engines in it. Mm-hmm. So, are you swapping out from a 318 to later on you can get a 335 engine and you're putting it in? That's probably the most cost-effective swap because 90% of the parts are going to be interchangeable. Mm-hmm. You, you don't got to do fuel system. You don't got to do things. Of course, there's going to be little things, maybe the cooling system, a couple other things, and that's going to be a very reliable, relatively easy, and probably the most cost-effective swap. And for the horsepower gain, could be great. Might be 80 horsepower, might be 100 horsepower. So to try to build 100 horsepower into your lesser motor you're probably going to be taking away reliability. And realistically, to get 100 horsepower out of a 318, you're going to either have to boost it or do a bunch of other things that is probably going to outweigh the cost of it. And then Mm. to go beyond there, say the 335 is not enough, now you want 500 (laughs) horsepower, you either got to start building that one or looking at a bigger displacement engine. Mm -hmm. So I think there's just levels to it. And then if, say, you want 700 horsepower, then you got to start thinking LS, like right away. Because <laughs> anything seven, like we know lots of dudes that got crazy horsepower cars, seven, 800 horsepower BMWs. And yeah. honestly, they're broken all the time. Mm. Yeah, Constantly. sadly. I mean, and they're phenomenal. Yeah, they sound they're sick. Yeah. Yeah. They're unreal. So sick. But like the, the reliability of them, I mean, unless you own an engine shop or you're that guy, then it's just not practical. We, we just shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. Then it comes down to what the car is. You're not going to put an LS in a 2019 BMW. You're going to build that motor because the value of the car justifies it. <laughs> but if you've got a 1988 BMW, you're not going to put 30, 40 grand into a motor and put it in that thing. Why not just put three grand and put an LS in it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like, like how you were just saying, like if you got an older chassis, just, just swap it to a newer, newer generation engine from the same manufacturer that's a, that's a really good play why not you know or go it from to a, a completely different manufacturer and swap that into that same older chassis i mean you can do anything it's going to be an upgrade especially if you're jumping a couple of decades in yeah. in like you know development especially some of these platforms like even my car the only reason i went with the ls is because the available platforms within that brand it's just too expensive to modify them. Yeah. And, that, and the reliability is just not there. Yeah. Like, that, that was one of my, the things that made me think about this topic was I spend um, $3,000 in buying just bolt on stuff for my NA engine or whatever versus getting a junkyard engine mm-hmm. from maybe an LS or whatever and then putting it in there. But the only disadvantage to that, especially going from, like a Chevy to like another manufacturer's engine and like Chevying a BMW, LS in a BMW is a lot of times you need more stuff, a lot yeah. more stuff. Like the hoses are probably, you're probably going to need new hoses. Mm-hmm. You're going to need a bunch of extra things, headers, a bunch of things that. But at the end, you got to kind of do your math up front because you could buy a turbo kit for a BMW, like even a three series, but it's going to be a decent quality kits, probably five grand. Now you got to install, you still got to do exhaust, probably got to do a little bit of cooling. So we're going to say, I don't know, you're going to do it for $6,500 mm. by the time you're done. And you're going to have 350, 375 horsepower. 
Whereas you can buy a crate long block 450 horse LS for $3,000 now. Yeah. US. That's crazy. reasonable. And then you buy all the swap stuff, brackets. They make a kit for it. You do all the ancillary stuff. You're still 6,500, mm-hmm. but you're 150 horsepower ahead of the game. And the reliability, you're on the bottom end of this engine's reliability and at the top end of that one. Oh, so I plus see. then the sky's the limit. So now you open yourself up to a whole bunch of more potential. Yeah. So, I mean, it all just depends where you're going with it. Like you got, again, we reiterate over and over again, like you got to be honest with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So you can take, yes, hundred percent. There's thousand horsepower M104s, but when that thing lets go, <laughs> there's nothing left to rebuild. It's gone. Catastrophic. It's catastrophic engine failure. But you got a thousand horsepower LS. It's like if the thing, you could put it back together for a couple of grand. So it's, yeah, some of that stuff is just too exotic and it's too expensive. So even us elitists. <laughs> oh, you've you, owned it finally. Yeah. Okay. If you have some money, <laughs> the biggest common misconception is that anybody that has any money is just stupid. And they I can got just it all throw money free. at you anything. Throw it all away. <laughs> now, even if you got dough, you don't want to waste it on stuff that's not reliable. There's just no way. Because everybody has a breaking point. We did a podcast about, you know, all these people that have these car collections with this exotic shit. They just it gets exhausting and mm-hmm. you're just broken down like you just don't want to deal with it so if you can engine swap it to something that puts you more into the power range where you want to be that's way more reliable i say do it mm-hmm. yeah i say do it too but like you have to do your research on what it's going to take to actually accomplish it like yeah. i think that uh one's uh, ability you know to problem solve issues or you know cut and fabricate weld things like when you're doing engine swaps a lot of times it's not that straightforward like there are a a crazy amount of like amazing swap kits and stuff available nowadays but you kind of have to do your research like like tim was talking about like a three series bmw probably i don't even know like i would just estimate i would assume that's probably one of the most popular chassis to do a swap into because they're great chassis, engine platforms. They're really great, right? Mm-hmm. So, and they're they're a nice big open engine bay, pretty simple to do that. So, if you don't really have the the abilities or the fortitude, or you know, that if you don't have the space to do the fabrication and all that required to do like a more exotic swap, that's a pretty good one. But I mean, you kind of have to do your research. You got to know what you're getting into that's before a, you make that decision. So, staying on brand is always better. Yes. And because most manufacturers aren't making 30 different variations of everything, they got like one sort of bell housing flange that works for all the different engine platforms. Mm. So even though maybe the physical engine doesn't fit, you can still use a lot of your stuff, like a lot of leftover stuff. Some brackets will cross over. You can still use a bunch of stuff. So it's definitely a lot easier. And on the resale side of it, if you can stay on brand, you tend to have more resale. Yes. Because, I mean, the sort of the the back end of putting an LS in everything, unless it's like an American muscle car, it's like people think it's a cop-out. Yeah. It's not easy, <laughs> it's not cheap, and it's an amazing engine, but in some people's eyes, it's definitely going to devalue the overall resale mm-hmm. of your vehicle. Regardless yeah. of how good and reliable and powerful it is, it's like you got a BMW with a Chevy engine. It's like, yeah, you, you just know, automatically, like, they think that you're, you know, you're... It's Frankenstein or or your, you know (laughs) what I mean? But so I'd say if you want to retain that and you want to stay a purist, then stay on brand and find, but it's going to have its limitations. Mm. 
That's a pretty solid. That's a good. That's a good point. I'd say. And then Rob, with your engine, your let, let's use your your Porsche as the uh, mm -hmm. case of study right now. The case of yeah. study. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because I was thinking about engine swapping ah, that you in see? the last little while, but yeah. I still don't want to. But if because, I ever had to, I would. Yeah, because your Porsche engine, if you're buying the OEM the engine from i don't even know if the manufacturer sells it but let's do even second hand mm -hmm. it's not cheap like do you no. know what they go for i th i would imagine no i've never actually looked at it but they're like people say like it's 15 25 grand. 15, 15 grand. grand yeah i would say probably 20 or more for used which is going to be of probably similar mileage and condition of what you had yeah. right and who, <laughs> and who wants upgrade. to do that that's yeah. not a brand new motor that's just something that might be six months behind doing exactly what yours just did yeah right so, so you just don't do that and how much power does your car make stock i think it might be around 300 my, my car is just a, a 996 carrera so it's nothing spectacular it's not mm -hmm. gt3 or anything but yeah it's not crazy but mm -hmm. it's enough for the chassis it's it's fine yeah but to build that to 450 horsepower your only option is probably the most reliable one, I'd say right now, is the VF Engineering Supercharger Kit, which will put you about 450. And that's reliable? And that's... Apparently it's reliable. Okay. Because they're well into like their third or fourth version of it now. So it's, I mean, it's been around for a long time, so it's been tried and true. And I think maybe at the beginning it might have been mildly unreliable, but by now I think they got all the bugs out of it. So that's going to be... Ten to eleven thousand dollars to put in because I think so, the kit. So, so that's just the kit, though. That's just the kit. That'll get you to four hundred and fifty horsepower. So that's on your stock motor. Yeah. The next option, and I'm sure Rob's done his research to get four hundred and fifty NA horsepower out of his motor, is probably forty thousand dollars. <laughs> you just, you just wouldn't like. Yo. There's absolutely no point in doing that. It doesn't like make sense. Like a full sense. rebuild on mm -hmm. it, like just a base to take it back to stock is probably, yeah, low twenties. Just to take it to stock, like to rebuild it's, it. That's it's, crazy. There's, there's a huge tax associated to that brand, and it's just a thing. So yeah, and uh, and that comes down to but how actually, bad you blew it up too, and what exactly what happened. You might be just buying a whole new engine no matter what. It's a very labor-intensive engine to rebuild. I mean, I, I've never put my hands on it. I'm not a mechanic, but I've watched lots of videos. I understand that it's very labor-intensive, and with that comes an extra expense. Mm -hmm. So I, man, that's yeah. that's a pretty hard one to swallow. Exactly. If my engine ever blew up, I would probably consider swapping it to something else. Unless my fortunes changed, then yeah. See, and then... The, his car specifically, the motor's $25,000, but you could buy the car for $25,000. <laughs> so it's like you right away, buy you, if your motor one. blows up, it's like your car is immediately worthless. Oh yeah. my gosh. So then if you're starting with a car that has a perceived value of nothing, yep. it's the easy thing to put an mm -hmm. LS in. Yeah. I would say there's a tremendous amount of 996s out there with LSs in them. I, we I might have had a similar conversation last year, not on the podcast, and you were like, that you were gonna, uh, you probably don't want to put an LS in it because you kind of want, you like the sound of, and you yeah. like the feeling of a, I, I don't know, the Porsche six cylinder. Right, and, and so, so that's, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that's the dream and that's the, the romantic sort of connection that I have to the car. But I mean, sometimes reality yeah. won't let that be a thing anymore. <laughs> so you got to offset the cost of what 
say he went with a later generation motor that's potentially better oh and then what that's going to do to the value of the car because if you put an ls in it it's going to cost you seven or eight grand mm -hmm. just to put a regular ls in it it's going to devalue the car by probably 15 grand so right there you're 23 grand or do you just spend 25 put a 997 motor in it and your car's worth 30 grand Oh. But the motor, you're only down 10 then. So it's all just math. But yeah, yeah. it's a hard pill to swallow when you got to put out 25K in one lump sum to buy a motor. Like, mm -hmm. And the 997 probably doesn't even have as much, has, have tremendous power upgrades over the 996. Yeah, I don't think it's it got any, some. It but some. the thing is, is that the 997 shares a lot of the same common issues, issues. that a 996 does. Like yeah. those were those two generations where they had the IMS. cylinder walls and everything were made out of kind of a inferior metals and they get bore scoring. Was a big, we could go on and on and on about this kind of stuff. <laughs> it's really, I would do an engine swap in a car because like Tim said, the value of the car would be almost zero anyways. Why not? Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, in, in as the smart play would be find something more reasonable. Like I just watched some video series. Some guy did a case swap. And I was going to say that. And it looked pretty good. And the guy made like 500 wheel. Yeah. Because it was awesome. And for the, I, don't, I wouldn't do that personally because no, why I really, I don't like the sound. A case. swap but sounds that terrible, doesn't though. mean that doesn't mean like that they're bad engines in itself sounds awesome. But if it's coming out of the wrong vehicle, then it's not awesome. Mm, so, and so that was kind of my point on like the LS. <laughs> Like we were, when we were talking, my point was like, I didn't want to do an LS in a Porsche because I didn't want that sound. Mm -hmm. You know, like I know that there are ways around that 180 degree headers with a Y pipe and a single outlet will give it a more eight exotic sound. Yeah. No, not eight into one, like 180 headers. And, oh, and then see. they Y into a single outlet. Like you okay. do that and then you get more of that exotic sound. And so if I was to do a swap, that's the smart play for me because then I get more of that sound back. It sounds more exotic kind of represents what i like about you know the that car anyways yeah yes <laughs> you should swap your car yeah because <laughs> even uh looking at uh what's his name the guy uh, stance works the ferrari 308 <clears throat> with the k-swap right i think that thing sounded sound it does not sound like a like you would think a honda sounds or a k-swap sounds maybe yeah. it's his exhaust design but it sounded glorious or it sounds yeah. glorious yeah, and also, like, I mean, I doubt his K-Swap exhaust note is, like, a, a, an exact representation of what all Ks are going to sound like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's got a 1,000 horsepower, mm -hmm. fully built, and yeah, yeah. all the best of the best, everything. Like, not many people are going to go that extreme. So it sounds, it sounds pretty radical. Yeah. And, like, I would love to hear that thing ripping. Like yeah. in person, yeah, it's in a Ferrari, so you're anticipating <laughs> RPM. True. Yeah. So I mean, it's a little more on brand as far as the you know the acoustics of it, but mm -hmm. you put a V8 in it out of a you know an LS, and it now <laughs> it's not gonna doesn't match up. No, no, know? no. It's like you're watching one of those dub kung fu movies. <laughs> <laughs> the audio is different. Yeah. And doesn't match up. With yeah. The like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, true though. I mean, so like. The swap, the swap's a great idea to do if it fits your needs, if it fits your abilities, if it fits your budget, go ahead, do it. It's a great idea. I love the on-brand stuff 
because then you got like a little bit of that prestige that comes yeah, along with that too. You That's a, e, a cool thing. You got an E30 with a late model M3 motor in it. People oh, like, come on. Oh, That's a dream. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. Like so that, sick. When you're doing that, so then awesome. you're actually increasing the value of the vehicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you wouldn't do that to go drifting. No, nothing performance. Doesn't make sense. Uh, like yeah, you yeah. wouldn't do it to, maybe you would do it as a track car if you got dough and you just, you're not going to beat the hell out of it. But if you're being honest and the other play because the weight difference of an ls like an all aluminum ls is like surprisingly it's not that much more than most of these other motors yeah mm -hmm. i would say that that is a very it's it's probably overestimated how yeah. much it, it like weighs. even my my car like when we put it on the scales it's like almost perfectly balanced wow that's awesome like within like single digit pound numbers yeah like it's crazy and i fully anticipated it to be super nose heavy so like when people are like are you gonna track it i was like no this thing's gonna be horrible on a track it's but it has like 50 50 weight distribution almost so. perfect so <laughs> i was like oh maybe it actually will be good especially on it. with yeah. the dry sump in the back too exactly the moving that to oil. the back yeah and moving that extra 50 pounds to the rear corner is like it's perfect mm -hmm. and i didn't anticipate that so because everybody just assume dump a big v8 in the front so the only thing that's going to be actually it's going to be worse like if i put a k-swap in the front of that car now my car is too light too light yeah yeah <laughs> so technically yeah. the k-swap would have been a worse swap for my car than doing the ah. ls just based on the car's natural layout yeah yeah yeah, yeah. if we changed everything about it yeah it would if totally i put be a different. k in the in the front it'd be 200 pounds too light on the nose Mm, yeah that's that is true that's something you also don't think about too of it's like doing like proper research of if you're like, gonna take it all the way yeah yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty awesome. I think that's the underlying most important part of this thing. You got to do your research. You got to yeah, know what you're getting into. A lot of research because it's easy just to say like, "Oh, we'll put a thousand horsepower K in it." But if you do your research, a thousand horsepower K is not an inexpensive engine. No, it's like, but it's still not bad though. I think Mike said he paid like eight grand for his. Yeah, but it's not going to hold together very long. No, uh, no, there's no reliability in a thousand horsepower. That's yeah. like saying an LS. Like you can get sixteen hundred out of a stock bottom end LS. But how long is it going to last? You no, have absolutely you no idea. It. Yeah, I, th I, think, I think that's the, the the point that matters the most is if it's, it's like, fully it's, built and capable, just like your LS, it's built for yeah. sixteen hundred horsepower. Yeah, my You're bottom not end run is it built at for two thousand horsepower. <laughs> so if I run it at a thousand, like my fuel system, it's maxed. Like based theoretically, based on my fuel system. I'm maxed out at 1600 horsepower. Mm -hmm. Like, you're, and you're just not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. I'd run it at maybe 800 or yeah. a thousand. Yeah. And the thing in technically should have a really long life because I'm not stressing it. Yeah. But I could put bigger turbos on it and more fuel and just send it send to, that the moon. Thing to the moon. <laughs> There's guys like you hear it all the time. Like we have a friend that's what stock bottom end five three makes 1600 horsepower, Damn. and he's got what 40 or 60 hits on it. Oh my god! And then the next guy. The first time he hits the key, the rods come out Explode. the bottom. Yeah. yeah. So you just never know with that kind of stuff. But I mean, if you're going to build a motor that can hold it, like a lot of stuff can hold that power for... Not for too long. 10 minutes. Yeah. Maybe one hit on the dyno just to get that number. But if you try to go drive around like that, it's not going to stay together. Mm -hmm. Like it's not going to happen. Yeah. And the line is so fine. Like look at Steve and his buddies. It's like the difference between you know a eight second or six second pass and a fifty thousand dollar motor build is a half a psi yeah 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 yeah. and then all the guts are falling out of the <laughs> so i mean those there's you're gonna get pushed back kids are gonna like oh i know this guy and this guy and like this guy will fucking school you you're like 
maybe one pass he could school you. Let's see him do, t- let's do 10 passes in a row. Mm-hmm. And then we'll talk about your thousand horsepower Honda. Yeah. Yeah, and really, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> yeah. You can't drive anything over 600 horsepower on the street anyways. Yeah. No. Like, it's anybody I know, like, and they all do it. We know lots of guys that do this for a living. So you're not going to tell me somebody like JS or Wagner or any of these guys that are consistently building 1,000 horsepower motors and they got like a four-year waiting list, one after another, and he tells you, he's like, anything over 650 horsepower is undrivable. <laughs> yeah. He's like, but you want a thousand, I'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. So this is for another podcast. Yeah. Because, yeah, we're probably going to discuss this next week, maybe, but it's, yeah, and it's going to be about power and how much power do you actually need. So, one of my most terrifying experiences in a little side tangent, Rob was with me. We were in a 647 horsepower rear wheel to the wheels, mm-hmm. 68 charger that we built, and had a crazy big block 440 full of rollerized crazy. And we're rolling beside a dump truck 55 miles an hour on the freeway. Of course, this guy's out the window. like, yo, lay into it, lay no. into it. I laid into it and it spun the tires at 60 miles an hour. And I scared the <laughs> shit out of myself. Yeah. Michelin Pilot Sport 335s. Wow. On the back. And just, like super sticky and tires. Just and it just lit. lit. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. a lot of power. Six hundred. It doesn't sound like a lot. Six fifty to the rear wheel. YouTube standards. Yeah. By YouTube standards, you got to have fifteen hundred yeah. or a thousand, like yeah. a thousand minimum. Yeah, it's like you're not, you're not, you don't, you're not even part of the friend strip circle unless you do. Yeah, yeah. You're out. So, um, we're gonna discuss that next week, probably <laughs> or the week after that. We're gonna save that conversation for later. Um, but uh, to add one, less one more point. Uh, I think you might have touched on it a little bit, but it's about the cost the tools or availability of like mm-hmm. tools to do the swap because some people like to do swaps on their own they don't want to pay a shop to do it and so yeah and that's they, admirable right Why yeah not? and I'd so if you stay on brand like even we have spencer in the shop he's doing a motor swap in his bmw and like the amount of resources and forums and like little cheats mm-hmm. is crazy like there's a huge amount of resources out there to do like on brand swaps and it's like guys have gone super geeked out about it mm. like i we don't normally do it like something gets in the way we just modify it whereas yeah. but this is like oh if i get a oil pan out of an 88 5 series and I get the <laughs> dipstick out of this car and like and then they have all these little workarounds yeah, and then, you've then you can together do it something. with like basic hand tools and that's totally the way you should do it mm. gather all your parts and then do your swap and then you need basic hand tools maybe the one or two little things you might have to get welded up and then you're gold Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's if a you, smart play. But if you don't have any of these parts, you need to add that into your cost of the swap too. Yeah. And yeah, and then the, again, sorry to cut you off. No, you're good, like you're good. In Spencer's case, you get these guys that know they have the missing link. Yeah. So you get the most, I think you said he paid, I don't, I apologize if I undervalued it, like 500 for the motor mm-hmm. because he's got a bigger motor out of a 325 or a 318, I think, to go into his E30. But the guys that know they have the the motor that the swap pan came off of is almost worthless. <laughs> but because that pan is the pan you need to put those late model three series motors into an E3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they wanted 550 for the oil pan. Yeah. yeah. So it's like they're holding these parts hostage because yeah. they know that you need mm, them. Yeah. Or do you just take a stock pan and modify it and then you bring it to me and I spend three, four hours with it. You're right back to that money anyways. Yeah. So it's, those are the ones that you got to watch for because there is some little, 
you know, and then you just get held ransom for it and you got to pay. Otherwise, you got a half built car and you need some exotic oil pan. <laughs> yeah. And there always seems to be somebody that makes one, but that one is double of all course the other options. Be. Yeah. And is even available. Yeah. And that's a thing nowadays. Everything's made to order these days. So it's, you got to be pretty well planned. Other year, eight weeks waiting for something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's where a lot of that research comes into it. Like, like you said, the the bmw platform is super super good for that and a lot of the people get really really deep in in their understanding of that and they they know like part numbers off the top of their heads yeah it's then, a it's a pretty excellent resource to hit up some of those forums because these things have been done over and over and over again that's a that's a good one to do but never ask the question and never ask any question in the forum if oh, you don't do want to get destroyed. They'll get destroyed. <laughs> and like people think that I'm gatekeeping. You should jump on any forum. Oh it's like my you'll gosh. ask a simple question hey, like, man, if you gotta ask that question, you shouldn't even own a car. And you're like, oh my god. <laughs> so true. And yeah. then, I mean there's other options out there available to you too. Like even in the Mercedes world, it's like they'll use the same base platform for five or six different versions of the same engine. Mm. So you can get you could have a base you know, 55 and then put a supercharger on it and still stay on brand and do all those things that are meant to work together and get your power numbers up. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. there's lots of options. You just got to be smart and do your research. Yeah. I'm not an on-brand guy. LS swap the world. Well, that's because <laughs> your jumping off point gives you so much more potential. That is still true. Like you could put a 5.3 in it. And even if you don't want to build your 5.3 and get a supercharger or a turbocharger, do anything, you can do all that work and then just go buy yourself a built LS3, yep. six liter, put and it just in bolt there. bolt it on. Yeah. Done. You're yeah. Already, you could double your horsepower in an afternoon because <laughs> all the hard work's already done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it just still opens you up to so much more potential. Mm -hmm. And then you still have options to put a blower on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, the availability of, like, your base is always going to be a big part of your decision as well, right? So, mm -hmm. here where we live, LSs are plentiful. We got lots of them. There's, There's a lot of them here. Everybody drives a truck here in Canada. Hopefully they don't start to go extinct, extinct soon. Yeah, I think we're good. Uh, I think we're going <laughs> to. I think we're good. And there's enough aftermarket support out there now. Yeah, yeah the sky's the limit with those things. Mm -hmm. Like, you can start right at the bottom. Like, it seems like the bottom now for one is like 450 horsepower. Oh, We've done so a bunch awesome. of them in the cars, and we never see those guys again. Yeah. No. It's like perfectly reliable. Like you take a ZZ502, like the last one we did in the 67 is 500 horsepower, 505 foot-pounds. I don't know, something like that. But the claimed. thing was just a pig. Mm -hmm. It's like 1,000 pounds, guzzles gas. We put an LS in it. It We shaved 300 pounds off the nose of the car. It makes 460 horsepower and wow. 400 and some foot-pounds. He didn't even notice the difference. He thinks it has more power. <laughs> the car is lighter, and you have almost the same numbers, and his fuel mileage doubled. And yeah. you're not scared of pushing it, too. You're not, yeah, you can. You have some RPM now. So yeah. now you got this big Tremec six-speed. You can actually you know, send it a little bit. Yeah. So. I think one of the things about that swap that was kind of <clears throat> uh, the un, untalked is like it's like we ended up having to change the spring rate on that thing because of that that weight difference and everything as well. So like these motor swaps have a pretty profound impact on like the chassis of your vehicle. Yes. And so like that's a big part of the decision that you make as well, right? Like he's talking about like the weight of these engines and you know, it's more than just the physical dimension of what it is, but even like the power increase cuz you put a giant motor in the front, you might have tons of power, but now the thing 
doesn't steer and doesn't mm. handle. For well, shit. yeah, and that's that's the other part that's actually really really important is like is your chassis even able to, to handle withstand that? Yeah, yeah. The upgrade in performance because you know when these cars are designed and engineered, they're they're made sort of to to work well together the way they are. Mm. Yeah, because <laughs> and as soon as you start increasing one thing really far, everything else. You have it's, to, it's like it takes a negative hit because on Tim's car, I know you guys. Whenever you were putting your motor in, you had to um, brace, add bracing to the subframe and all that. Yeah, because no? to set, the frame, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. When you know, we initially set the motor in the front, it tipped the fenders in <laughs> because it was never meant to be yeah. like that. So we ended up having to sh- brace the entire front end of the car. Yeah. So yeah. that's another part of it. Is like. You might jam something giant in there, but it's not going to work. Yeah. It's just going to, your car is going to plow. It's going to be horrible. Too much. And if you take up too much of your engine bay, now you got underheat temperatures that are just through Skyrim. the roof. Yeah. You got nothing but problems. And some of the problems like that I've heard are like even simple things. Like even the motor might be capable of it, but your underheat temperatures are fine. Your cooling are, aren't fine, but your cooling system's capable enough to keep the motor cool enough to operate but it's cooking all your plastics. Mm-hmm. So now you're having little stupid failures because you're, all your shit under the hood is so brittle now mm-hmm. because it has so much trapped heat under there that it's like, now you're having to think about heat management yep. and all these other things. And it's like, so it can, there's just too much to do it. Like it's, the the word engine swapped is thrown around so casually. Yeah, like, oh, just engine yeah, swapping. Yeah, just motor swapping. <laughs> yeah. Well, you should put in there. You're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you just got like a laundry list of, of things that you know you're going to have to deal with like instantly. Like, you know, with the ex- when you come, when you get the experience doing these things, you see, okay, well, if we decide to do that, then we're going to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to do this. And it's, yeah, it's, it's not that simple. It's not that cheap. Mm-hmm. And like our perspective, of course, with however pretentious it may seem, it comes from a place of trying to provide performance and reliability to our customers. So if you want to learn as you go on your own car and you don't mind having a little bit of inconvenience or even being able to get ahead of it mm-hmm. when you start to notice that it's a problem, that's great. But we don't really have that opportunity No, because yeah. anytime there's any kind of a little bit of a problem, I'm getting a phone call. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, hey, and even if they are trying to foretell something like, hey, I think this is going to be a problem, is they're still calling me to try to bring their car back and mess up my whole schedule. So we have mm-hmm. to try to get ahead of all these things while we're doing it. And so, make I mean, sure it's not a, going to be a problem. Not going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Plus, the last thing you want is to burn somebody's car down. Yeah. Like, that's literally every shop's nightmare. nightmare it's yeah. never happened to us. We've never even come close. But every time we do something, that's front of mind. Like, how is this going to work? Yeah, the safety and everything about, you know, each and every one of these clients that we have. I mean, that's primary. Yeah. You know, so this it's whole more than, more than just, attitude is like, yeah. it doesn't work out when not, not as a shop. No. Even shop. personally, too, because who wants to burn down their car, be on the freeway, car catches fire, you're in Right. It. I don't think anybody that doesn't wants sound to do good. that. It doesn't <laughs> no. sound fun. Yeah. It's not cool, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, some people think it is. Yeah. Like you watch some <laughs> of this stuff now, it's like, they just go until there's nothing left. Yeah, I think only your frenemies would think that was cool. Yeah. Those are the guys that don't want you to have it. So yeah. they just scumbag you. <laughs> destroy you. Yeah. Send it. Yeah, send it. Blow up. Yeah. So you okay. got to find out how many of those group of people in the send it crew are there on Monday <laughs> with the fix it crew. Yeah. And then you'll know who your friends are. <laughs> That's so funny. Awesome. Yeah. 
engine that, swaps. Yeah. Do it. I think that's it. It's a good time. Anything else? Just be smart about it. Yeah. But so I would send it. Yeah. Yeah, of course. But yeah. you'd also be the one to fix it. True. See, and you're smart enough to have more than one car, though. Yeah. See? <laughs> there's, there's a little bit right there. Yes. Don't don't just send it on. If it's on your, your daily only, driver? No. Only we should have probably started with that, actually. <laughs> don't send it on your daily driver. No. <laughs> and don't think you're going to do it in a weekend. Yeah. Because there's always going to be something. Yeah. There's yeah. always something. Yeah. And whatever money you budget for it, add at least 30 to 50 percent uh-huh. at least <laughs> yeah 100 percent. yeah because people Add are like more. oh it's easy like on my ls swap people are like, oh psh, you can do it in a weekend at a thousand dollars 50 yeah i've spent be, almost ten thousand on that thing costs you a ten thousand bucks it's gonna cost you 15 yep definitely so but yeah you can do it for nothing if you want to chase those used parts on ebay but i'll go to junkyard and go to junkyard, junkyard hopping like the only time we've ever had problems is when we tried to reuse a used part it like it bites us in the ass every single time like, yeah every time yeah yeah it's not worth doing no no awesome have a great day we will see you guys next week go Bye. easy on me <laughs>